Welcome to Mindful Empowerment. I'm your host, Dr. Mary Elizabeth, and we're thrilled to have Dr. Tenpenny back with us again. Last time, if you seen the other episode, was last fall, right when we were getting into some of the whole um, COVID and figuring out what that was about and some of the things weren't adding up, and we were discussing what you can do for your health at that point. And Dr. Tenpenny, thank you so much for being here again today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me back. Yes, so much has happened since since you were on the whole implementation of the shot. Um, now there's things that people can look at in the VAERS uh, website, getting some data f- from that, although that's not an you know all-inclusive information. And um, Dr. Tenpenny, I wanted to just start first with um, you do so many of these podcasts, you're a busy schedule. And anybody who doesn't know Dr. Tenpenny, she is one of the leaders in health and freedom and medical choice and really pioneering um, for our country, for people, for humanity, for um, truth and health. And Dr. Tenpenny, what is uh, most important on your radar today that people should know about? Do you remember exactly when we did our last interview? Do you know what the date was of that approximately? Yes. Um, so I don't have it right in front of me. Um, I, I will get that in a second here. Because that will kind of give me a place to start from. Do you yeah. remember when that was roughly? Um, so that was, it was, a, it was about October-ish. I'm just looking for the exact date here. October of so 2020. Oct- Ooh, October, that was a long time ago. So much yes. has happened since then. <laughs> October thir- uh, 12th or 13th, it looks like. Yes. Holy cow. All right. <laughs> so a lot has happened. A lot of water under the under the bridge, as they say, since that point in time. So since October um, and all through the end of 2020, all the way up to now, I mean, we've we've exposed the myth of the mask and how it doesn't do anything except make the person who wears them sick. We've, we've absolutely uncovered and brought to full front the fraud of the PCR testing and why anybody would ever agree to be subjected to that ever is just beyond my imagination. Um, it's just fraudulent. Um, we've learned that social distancing doesn't mean anything. We've learned that the virus is really super smart. It can tell time. It can tell, count the number of people in a room. It now can even read a calendar. It knows that on the 15th, it's over, right? So it's uh, the whole fraudulent thing is just amazing. And then we released, so that was in October of 2020. It was December of 2020. We released the Pfizer and the Moderna shots. And then about about February, we released the Johnson & Johnson shot. And so since that time now, we are in June, we've had over 5,800 reported deaths, over 300,000 reported adverse events. And that's about 1% of actual numbers. And I actually saw a report a couple of days ago that the CDC is more than 200 reports behind and adding them to the VAERS database. So how bad is it really? How many deaths do we really have? We know we've got 57,000 documented deaths in Europe. We've got tens of thousands of deaths all across India. Um, What's happening with these shots is is, is going to decimate humanity. And I can't say it any more clearly than that that what this genetic modification injection, all of them do, all four of them, the Pfizer and the Moderna shot in the U.S., the Johnson & Johnson shot in the U.S., which works similarly to the AstraZeneca shot on an international scale, they all lead to the same conclusions of developing a spike protein 
and developing an antibody to the spike protein. And they all are, you know, I wrote an e in that length of time, I've written an ebook. It's called The 20 Mechanisms of Injury, How the COVID Shots Can Make You Sick and Possibly Kill You, which is available on my website, drtenpenny.com. If you just go to the underneath, I think it's underneath education. It might be underneath store. I can tell you here in just a second. It is underneath uh, shop. So if you go to drtenpenny.com and you, you hover across the navigation bar underneath shot, you can find the ebook that says 20 MOI, which stands for 20 mechanisms of injury. We're also going to repeat our webinar, which is the training on the 20 mechanisms of injury and the additional many mechanisms of injury that I've discovered since I, the book, the ebook went to print. Uh, that will be on July the 10th. Uh, July the 10th um, from 11A to 2P Eastern time, uh, 11 to, uh, two hours of educational training and one hour of Q&A. And that is also available if you go to drtenpenny.com. So we've discovered 20 mechanisms of injury and you can take those mechanisms of injury and you can divide them into four categories. One category is the acute injury that can automatically make you terribly sick or kill you, which is anaphylactic shock, heart attack, and stroke. And a lot of people who've gotten the shot have said, well, nothing much happened to me. It's because they didn't fall into that first category. They didn't fall into anaphylactic, anaphylactic shock, heart attack, or stroke. Many of the people that have gotten the shots have died within the first two weeks. So they kind of lump into that pretty close to the acute category. Then there's a second category of what the spike protein can do to destroy your health. The third category is what the antibody to the spike protein can do to destroy your health long-term from autoimmune diseases, all kinds of breaking down of your lungs, your kidneys, your liver, um, all kinds of autoimmune conditions that can happen from the antibody that develops to the, to the injection, which takes anywhere from four months to about two years. So people that have gotten the shot and gone, eh, nothing wrong, I had a sore arm, I'm just fine. Um, God bless. And I hope that um, your side effects and reactions are minimal, but you're not out of the woods. In fact, several epidemiologists that I've talked to said it's, it could take up to 10 years to develop full-blown autoimmune reactions that, that will come from these injections. We're seeing people with clots in their brains, in their lungs, in their extremities. We're seeing women with unbelievable irregular menstrual cycles. We're seeing Postmenopausal women start to bleed. We've got young girls that start to bleed and it won't stop. We're seeing children who are being exposed to people who've had these shots. And these aren't people who got the shots. They're just being exposed to them. That they're, they're having nosebleeds and eyes bleeding and vomiting blood. These shots, I'm just gonna say it flat out, are really highly well-designed killing machines. And once you get injected with one of these shots, there's no uninjecting you. It's once it's there, they've injected the messenger RNA, which repeats over and over again. You develop the spike protein that hangs around for a long time. We don't have any long-term studies, so we don't know for sure. The antibodies that will be developed to the spike protein, the potential for those to be there is forever because you're your CD4 cells, your T cells, and your B cells have been sensitized to that foreign protein that's in your body. And so um, 
there's not any good thing to say. And I wish I could come on your show and go, hey, we solved all this. We know that those people that got the shot, take this herb, take this vitamin, take this medication, no big deal, repairs your body, it'll be a detox, you'll be just fine, it'll be over. Um, not the case. Exactly. That was going to be one, you know, one of my questions. Is there anything people can do to help minimize the, minimize any long-term side effects? Sounds like. Um, nope. Now we've seen ivermectin help. If people take ivermectin, uh, you know, once they start having side effects like headaches and bleeding and shortness of breath and cough, we've seen ivermectin help because ivermectin can glob onto the spike protein of the actual virus, of actual coronaviruses. So we suspect, we can't prove this, we, but we see it clinically, that if people have the spike protein in their body from the injection, that the ivermectin can possibly glob onto and, and maybe neutralize some of the effects of the spike protein. The ivermectin can also block the ACE2 receptor where the, the protein binds to the ACE2 receptor and causes a lot of deleterious problems. And um, so we've seen that help then minimize the, the side effects. It doesn't eliminate the long-term effects. Are there some people who have been vaccinated that will take ivermectin on a continual basis to help to mitigate it? Yeah, because here's the thing, you know, and this was a big distinction that we've made because this whole concept, this came up early on, this came up several months ago and people were asking me questions like, you know, my my spouse went out and got this shot without me knowing it. Can can I catch anything from them? Is anything going to spread to me if I have relationships with them or if I'm sleeping with them or I'm living in the same house with them? And I'm like, no, I don't think so. Because shedding is typically assigned to the concept of shedding a real virus. So, and I've used this example a lot on some of the other broadcasts is that if you get a chickenpox shot, that's a whole virus of an attenuated vi virus that goes into your body and that weakened virus can reactivate to be fully virulent. And if I cough or sneeze on you and you're susceptible, then I can shed that virus to you. You get sick, but what you get sick with is chicken pox. You know, I can shed the, the chicken pox virus to you and you get the chicken pox. You don't get the flu. You don't get the mumps. You don't get the measles. I shed a whole virus, you get chicken pox. Well, with the COVID shot that's being injected, first of all, they're not injecting a whole virus. They're injecting little strips of either messenger RNA or double-stranded DNA. So they're injecting genetic material into you. So, what's, so if something from there gets transmitted to the next person, something that gets into my body, either through the adenovirus, through the messenger RNA with the lipid coating on the outside, after I have the spike proteins in my body, does it come out through my skin, through my saliva, through my urine? We're not sure of those things yet. That's still under investigation. We're still trying to figure it out. But something gets transmitted. So it's not shedding, it gets transmitted. Well, the reason that we're using that is because first of all, it's not a whole virus. And second of all, what they are contracting isn't COVID. And COVID is fever, cough, uh, body aches, uh, shortness of breath, loss of taste and smell. They don't get that. What they get is heart attacks, arrhythmias, cardiomyopathies, strokes, headaches, abnormal bleeding. So they're, getting, they're not getting COVID, they're getting something else. And so something is being transmitted to them that's causing health problems. It's not shedding, it's transmission. 
And so that leads to the next question. Well, what can I do to protect myself? Well, if we don't know what it is and we're not sure yet how it's transmitted, how do you block it? We don't know the answer to that yet. We have seen ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, zinc, vitamin C and D seems to protect. Um, not 100%. I have two patients in my practice right now. One is a 40-something-year-old woman who did not get the shot, but was around a lot of people who had. And about two months ago, she started bleeding. And she, she started her period, and it's never stopped. And sometimes it's really heavy. Sometimes it's clot. Sometimes it's heavy cramping. Um, and when she just goes into a place now where there are people who've been injected, she starts to bleed heavily again. And so, um, and we've tried everything with her so far. We've tried um, progesterone, we've tried birth control pills, we've tried herbal products, we've tried acupuncture, we've tried a whole, nothing has stopped yet. You know, and I just, right before I plugged into your podcast here, I just got another announcement from somebody who says, um, there's a young girl, she is 11 years old, throwing up blood and having nosebleed, has not been injected, but has been around teachers who have. Is there anything you can do to stop it? She's 11. This is a travesty and devastation to the human race on top of any possible thing. And it's still beyond, you know, as many interviews as I've done, Dr. Mary, you know, I've done over 450 in the last year. And to put that in context for your listeners, I usually do about 30 a year. I usually do two or three a month. Sometimes I'm now doing five or six a day to try to get people to stop this noise. But yet people are like social shaming and, and virtue signaling and all this other stuff and taking pictures of them getting a shot and putting it on their Facebook page. And it doesn't seem to matter how many even very public people have died within just a matter of days. You know, that we've got, um, we've got public people, we've got musicians, we've got public broadcasters, we've got sports people, I mean, big name people that have gotten the shot and have died within a few days. Oh, well, took one for the team. I got to go get my second shot next week. My appointment's already scheduled. I don't get it. It's beyond me why people are so hypnotized into this. And that's how I kind of have to look at it, that people have actually been hypnotized or, or when they got their first shot, it turned on the stupid gene in their brain. I don't know. I can't explain it of how anybody would want to, you know, want to subject themselves to these shots with such glee and celebration and running to the front of the line. And I got my shots, you get your shot, shame on you. You don't care about people if you don't get your shot. Well, actually, the Bible actually says, do unto others as you would do unto yourself. I don't care to harm myself <laughs> in order to be social shamed by you. I'm not doing it. And, um, and so they've tried, this. so all the people that are trying to get people injected, they're using both a carrot and a stick mentality. The carrot mentality is like here in Ohio, they set up a lottery. I mean, if you get your shot, you can go and you know, enter for a $5 million lottery. It's five drawings of a million dollars each. You can be entered into a drawing for a four-year fully paid college education. Um, if you get the shot, you don't have to wear a mask. You can, you, can, you can go to sporting events. You can do all these things. Well, sort of. So that's the carrot approach. 
the sick approach is if you don't get your shot, you may not be able to keep your job. You may not be able to, to have the convenience of going on an airplane. You may not be able to go to a sporting event or go to a restaurant if you don't get injected with that deadly toxic pro, pro, a product that has long, no long-term studies, none. And we already have thousands of thousands and thousands of deaths. You know, the VAERS database, the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, usually gets about 30,000 reports per year spread over 20 shots. This has been six months over two shots at 300,000 reports of adverse events. And people say, yeah, I got really sick. Yeah, I did. But, you know, I got my shot. But you have permanently and irreversibly altered your genetics. At this point in time, there is nothing, no supplement, no drug, no homeopathic, no essential oil, no frequency, no anything that's going to go in and repair what you've done to your genetics. Now, that's not to say in the future there won't be. You know, maybe there are a lot of people that are working on it and trying to figure it out. There are people that think they have some solutions, but across the board right now, there isn't anything. And oh, by the way, if you are claiming you have something like that, the FDA comes in and shuts you down. They don't want you healed. They want you sick or dead. They want you connected electronically up to the internet of things. They want you to be able to be introduced to the transhumanism movement. And anybody who's taken the shot or God forbid had your children injected, um, you have just volunteered to participate in the transhumanism movement. And I wish I had a happier message than that. And I wish I could say, it's all, it's going to be just fine, guys. COVID stopped. Everybody's gotten a shot. We're going to have enough herd immunity that we don't have to worry about a virus that has a 1% death rate. We'd have to worry about getting the flu from COVID anymore, from coronaviruses, because everybody's had this, we have a 70% injection rate. What we're going to see, I predict this fall, and I'm not the only one that come this fall, when everybody runs out and gets their flu shot, we're going to see death and destruction unlike anything that we've ever seen before. There was just a report I got yesterday of a pathology report that they finally did an autopsy on someone that ostensibly died from one of these shots, a weird autopsy report. I just skimmed through it, but basically it was an 86-year-old man, completely healthy on no medications, had no, no health history at all, completely healthy, got the shot, and I don't remember, I think it was the Pfizer shots, both of them, I think that's what it was, and died 12 days later. They did an autopsy on him and found multi-organ system failure, ulcerations and abscesses on his lungs, kidney failure, and it goes on and on because the spike protein, the antibody to the spike protein, the polyethylene glycol that's wrapped around these messenger RNAs of the Pfizer shot, ripped his body to smithereens. Now throw in a flu shot on top of that. Deadly business. This is, this is really the Luciferians who are in charge of the hen house now are determined to depopulate the planet. And if you have children, and if you ever hope to be a grandparent, live if you didn't get a shot, or even if you did, and you hope that you survive it, if you ever think you want to be a grandparent, do not allow them to inject your teenagers. 
And for, for people who are aware of some of this and have avoided getting the shots themselves, I know we said we don't know yet about the transmission and why some people are getting the symptoms like the bleeding um, that they're getting. Are there any like precautions that you're taking? Like if you go out somewhere in public or if you're, you know, having, you know, social activities with people who have um, taken the shots? I don't shake hands with them. I don't hug them. You know, I, I, um, I, I just, we are really kind of feeling that right now the, the evidence is tending towards school's still out, that it's coming from some sort of physical contact, that it is something that is coming out through the skin. And so, and I have to be on an airplane. I have to travel places. When I get on an airplane, I wear socks and long pants and I wear long sleeves and, um, I do my best to not touch anything while I'm on the airplane. <laughs> and I use the little hand sanitizer thing that they give you. And I, um, I always sit in a seat that there's nobody sitting in the middle seat or I upgrade to first class. It's interesting. First class tickets now are not that expensive. They might be a hundred bucks or more, more than the coach cast class tickets. And there's always seats. So you've got a little bit extra space. Um, it's the best I can do. I take ivermectin. I take hydroxychloroquine. I take zinc, DC, CoQ10, natokinase as a natural blood thinner, um, you know, because of the clotting potential. I take all, I take 200 milligrams of that uh, um, every day. And I take it when I'm on the airplane. Um, it's natokinase is what I take. Um, I take coenzyme Q10, 300 milligrams a day. I take 10,000 a D every day. Um, I take hydroxychloroquine, I take ivermectin, um, and that's what I know how to do right now. And if someone's um, prescriber isn't up for, you know, giving giving them some of these, is there anywhere like online that you would recommend people could go to? Well, yeah, if you're living in Ohio, you can actually call my office and we prescribe for Ohio, Ohio residents only. We do a, a telemedicine phone consult for a fee and then we prescribe, we, we have two, we have a compounding pharmacy and a regular pharmacy that we work with to get the ivermectin and the hydroxychloroquine. We shopped around, we got the best places and the best prices for people. If you're not in Ohio, you, you can go to front, America's Frontline Doctors um, and take their online uh, survey and have a, 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 a conference call with them. And for the hydroxychloroquine and then the F, FLCCC doctors, it's FLCCC, they're the critical care doctors. Um, you can do the same thing and do a consultation with them about getting the um, ivermectin. How about if you're out like in a grocery store, you know, are, are you now like wearing, you know, gloves or anything like that to, if, you know, a vaccinated person has touched something and then you, you touch it, um, is that any? Um, I don't. I, I don't actually, honestly, I have my groceries delivered just for that reason. You know, giant eagle delivers, right? And then when they bring them in the house, I wash them and, you know, and put them out, put them away, wash them or wipe them off. So I do that. Yeah. I think some people in the, in the beginning weren't too concerned about, about COVID. And then now actually it's kind of switching and, you know, so I think some of the people who weren't worried about touching things because they saw the death rate. Well, it's nothing to be concerned about. Oh, no big deal. I can go out. I can hang out with people. And now they're shifting their mentality to say, wait, what? maybe I do need to protect myself. And I know there's a lot of questions and we don't know yet. So I think we're all kind of trying to figure this out the best we can. 
Yeah. Um, how about um, the, I know a lot of reports online where people who have, have taken the shot um, have, can have a magnet stick to their arm. Is that something that you've seen in person? I haven't because most of my patients don't take the shot. <laughs> I mean, they come to us, we're like an oasis where our, our office is in Middleburg Heights, which is a suburb of Cleveland. And we're kind of a, like a little oasis of people that don't want to do any of that conventional stuff. And so our patient population is not lending in that direction. But excuse me, having said that, I have a friend who's, who works in a regular clinic and she says, every person that she's tested so far that has had the shot, when she puts a paper clip over that area, it sticks. And you put the paper clip anywhere else, it doesn't stick. However, I've spent a good portion of time and I'm not really ready to talk about it in thorough yet because I really have a lot, uh, uh, this whole concept of the, um, of, of the metallofection, metallofection, which is a real name and it's a real word. And I started hearing about this like a week or so ago. And when I actually looked up, it's, a, it's called metallotransfection and it's, um, there's entire textbooks written on it. I mean, this is, I, I spent the weekend reading about 200 pages of a 500 page textbook. And, and I'll just pull it up here and tell you the name of the textbook. Hold on one second. The name of the textbook is um, Clinical Applications of Magnetic Nanoparticles. Clinical Application of Magnetic Nanoparticles. It is a, it's a 517 page textbook. It goes through and talks about research and science that they've been looking at of how to inject us with these metal particles for a long time. And when they put it in a lipid coating, it can be directed externally by a magnet into wherever they want it to go. And I'm about halfway through that book. I've got uh, several other things that I'm pulling up and probably in the next week or so, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a paper written about it, and I'm gonna start talking about it in a big way. So I've mentioned it with you first because it's real. I mean, it's absolutely real, and I believe that if it's going to be more with the Pfizer and the Moderna shot right now, it's that subject to change than it is than it is with the um, the Johnson and Johnson shot because the Johnson and Johnson shot uses an adenovirus with a double stranded DNA that they injected you. The Moderna and the Pfizer shot uses a lipid particle that they put the messenger inside of it to inject. And the, and, the, and the metallo nanoparticles need to be put inside of a lipid a lipid coating for them to be injected. Because if you just inject the, the metal things, they get dispersed through your body. If you put it inside the lipid coating, it can float around in your system for a longer time. There's all sorts of different types of... Um, processes that you that they can use whether they want it to be individual little beads or they want it to be little strings it's been around for a while and remember what the ultimate goal of all these injections are number one they need to lower the population they stated it out loud i mean this isn't me just making it up they talk about there's too many plant people on the planet you know we know that um that by the year 2030 or 2035 which is just right around the corner we're going to have at least 3 billion unemployed people because of robots and robotics. They don't need to have all those extra worthless eaters hanging around um, contributing to global warming, which is their big thing. They need to like lower that. And so now that they've gone through all this effort to lower the population from the top, 
Well, then they have to make the people sterile at the bottom so they just don't fill up the pot. We know that they've been talking about the cashless society for a long time and putting little microchips in us to be able to keep all of your medical records and everything there so you, you don't have that paper running around and you, don't, you can't lose it if it's attached to you. We know that they've talked about wanting to increase us, uh, connect us to the Internet of Things. We go up to Google and then we are subjected to the Chinese social credit scores. There was a, a, a commercial, a television commercial that was on, uh, not television commercial, an uh, internet commercial that was posted a couple weeks ago about this girl getting this little chip in the back of her head. And now she can actually see and visualize all of these things because she can go out and look at all these things that are happening on the internet. And in this little commercial put out by the B BBC, there's a mom and a dad sitting by this uh, next to her in this hospital bed. And she's saying, oh, it's really not a big deal. And the mom says, you know, but now you're connected to this internet. What if the grid goes down? And she sort of hesitates and she goes, oh, that won't happen. And then at the end of the commercial, she said, it's so wonderful. I can see all these things and I can participate. I can move my arm and watch these things move. And actually it's pure joy. The creepiest thing ever. What's the opposite of joy? Like, what is the opposite of joy? Sadness, despair, treason, you know, hell. I mean, the opposite of heaven is hell, right? The opposite of joy. I mean, this is coming. This isn't Dr. Tenpenny, crazy conspiracy theorist, disinformation agent, you know, spewing all this crap. I'm telling you what's already out there. What people are too, either too scared or too lazy or they don't know where to look to find out the information for themselves. It's there. Nothing I've said in the last year and a half has come off the top of my head as a crazy disinformation conspiracy theorist. All the people, because the reason they don't come on and argue the facts with me is because they can't refute them. So the only thing they can do is slig mud, name, call names, and character assassinate. You know, don't listen to her, she's crazy. Don't listen to those 12 disinformation agents, uh, Bobby Kennedy, Aaron Elizabeth, uh, Christian Northrup, Del Bigtree, me, um, Eric Naputi. Don't listen to any of those people. They're just crazy. They're conspiracy theorists. Really, come on and let's talk the facts. You present yours, I'll present mine, and then let the people decide. Instead, I present my facts and they go, don't listen, that's stupid. So after I did my house testimony last Tuesday down at the White House, and I went down to test art White House in the Columbus at the, the State House, um, I, went to, I went to testify in support of House Bill 248. And if anybody's listening to this is from Ohio, please, please, please help us get this bill passed. Call your congressman, call the health committee, email, fax, leave messages, because today they're having the other people say why, you sh why people in Ohio should not have this bill passed. What does the bill do? It keeps you from being forced to get a COVID shot to keep your job. This bill would prevent that from happening. The other thing is Ohio is one of the 16 states left that has a philosophical exemption to school-age kids about the school shots. And all it would do was say, was, would give parents the knowledge and the choice. It, it says, okay, it's um, when you, because what care, parents get now, they get a letter that says your kids are behind on their shots and it's the Ohio law that you have to get your kids updated on their shots for them to attend school. 
what the bills this bill would do, H bill, House Bill 248. And how I remember that is think House Bill 2468, just leave out the six. So that's how I kind of remember it, House Bill 248. The other thing it will do is this letter would, that comes out from the school district would require the, by the Ohio Department of Health that the letter would say, you are required by law to, be, have it, to get your kids updated in their shots to go to school unless you file an exemption. And this is how you file an exemption, because that is the law. You're forced to, do, to be injected unless you file an, exem an exemption. And in Ohio, we're one of the few states that still has a philosophical exemption that says, I've looked at measles, mumps, rubella, pertussis. I'm more fearful about what's coming through the shot than I am about my kids getting that infection. Um, I want to opt out of the shots. So that's one of two of the most important things that this bill would do. And the reason we need to get it passed is not only to protect Ohioans' right to choose. I mean, when I went down and testified, I said, listen, if all you were injecting into somebody was a shot of sterile water or a B12 shot, they should have a right to say no for just that. Why should they not have a right to say no about a, an experimental shot that, has that can have deadly consequences? So, so we have to have businesses not be able to require that in exchange for employment. If you want to get that experimental shot, if you want to be part of the transhumanism movement, that's your choice. But if I don't want to do it, I don't want to have to do this in exchange for a W-2 paycheck. I asked all the Congress people that were there. I said, well, are you guys all going to get the shots? And what if you had to lose your job because you were refusing a COVID shot or a flu shot? Crickets. You know, so, um, so please help us. Get, and the other thing is if we can get this passed, hopefully it can be a precedent for other states. So it's House Bill 248, please help us to get it passed. We're trying to get it moved out of committee right now. There's a lot of opposition. There's a thousand businesses in the state of Ohio that have said, don't pass that law. We want to be able to require that for our, that our employees must be injected in order to keep their jobs. Really? We've got the Ohio State Medical Association. No, you can't give parents a right to refuse. It's tyrannical. It's a tyranny that the only way we're going to keep our bodily autonomy and our rights in our rights is by saying no, the only way. Right, it's so important that people speak up. Sometimes it's hard to imagine that something like a forced injection could be legal, but I guess if the legal, whatever the legal process is, if that's voted into a law, then something that you know might seem outrageous or how could this be constitutional could be put into law. And so we really do need to um, pay attention to these these things and some of the information that, that you were sharing, it's important to people to know what's really going on. Like you said, you're not just some, you know, crazy person saying science fiction things that aren't true. You, you know, what's, um, you know, I hear a lot of people say, oh, don't watch the news or don't turn off the TV. And I think you definitely, that's not, probably should not be the number one news source for a lot of people, but I think it's, it's good to have an idea of, you know, what people are saying and be informed in what's out there. So what would be like some of the best resources that people could do that really want to be, or could, you know, could uh, participate in or get their information from who want to really be informed? Well, there's a lot of good alternative news sites out there now, you know, there just, there just are, I mean, um, 
depends on if you're looking for political information or overall health information. I mean, I always promote um, American Media Periscope. It's AMP, American Media Periscope, which is out of Florida, by the way. It's run by my good friend, um, John Michael Chambers, which is growing super rapidly. And it's, uh, you know, there's political news, there's health news, there's, you know, all sorts of things like that. I would go to the Lindell Television Network, the new Lindell Network, because Mike Lindell is, is, is health freedom. It's um, freedom of speech. It's um, getting out information like I'm going to have a channel, uh, a channel there. I'm doing a channel with a WVW-TV, which is Worldview Vision, or Worldview Weekend TV. I've, I'm starting a, a, a program there. Um, a Daystar. You know, Daystar is the largest Christian broadcasting network in America, maybe around the world. And they have health news. They have spiritual news. They have news of um, just breaking news in terms of politics and and so, you know, people just have to know where, to, where they, who they can trust and how they can get fed. I mean, in terms of podcasts, I mean, I listen to Bards FM every day. It's, you know, I listen to Scott Kesterson on Bards FM. He does four podcasts a day. And to me, it's just spiritual food. It's B-A-R-D-S, Bards, which means storyteller. So it's Bards FM on um, all, the, all the platforms. I listen to it on uh, Podbean. He's also on Apple Play, Google Play, Spotify. I mean, all the um, iTunes. I mean, all the places that you would normally listen to podcasts. But I listen to Scott's news and the stuff that he talks about. He gives people incredible information about these shots from a spiritual perspective. Because the thing that has been, Dr. Mary, the thing that has been probably the most disturbing to me about all of this is is what's happened within the church. I mean, we've closed our churches. We're not allowing people to congregate, pray, and sing on Sunday, but we've opened our churches to Tuesday afternoon to be vaccine clinics. And actually, there was an actual seminar last Saturday. It was an online seminar out of Washington, D.C. for pastors who wanted to work in their community and work with the pharmaceutical industry to how to open up their churches to be vaccine centers. That's crazy. And leading their people, leading their sheep to be slaughtered by a product that will permanently reverse their God-given genetics. And what's bothered me the most and has really been troubling to me about all of this is the number of people who who statedly say that they're Christians and ran out to get the shot anyways. You chose of your own free will based on fear, peer pressure, um, wanting to have some sort of freedom, wanting to have entertainment, wanting, you know, wanting to be, you know, um, not be the only person in your community that doesn't, isn't injected. You chose, this is what God gives us of your own free will to go bow your knee to a pharmaceutical product made by the same people who statedly want to kill you and the same companies that pay billions of dollars in fines for killing people and are felons, charged with felonies. But you would believe that that shot was somehow less toxic and more important than leaning in and putting your fear at the foot of God and saying, Lord, forgive me, man. I bought into that. I am so sorry. Please extract the spirit of fear from my spirit and let me trust in the Lord and get put that at the foot of the cross of Jesus and say, I am so sorry. Now, what happens if all of a sudden a bunch of Christian people start to wake up that already got the shot? 
And Scott Kesterson and I've talked about this abandoned it around a lot. And I mean, God's going to do what God's going to do, right? I personally feel like God is always there to love and forgive us. You know, that's what our, our, our heavenly father does is he forgives our sins. And if you come with a very, very retrite heart and very repentant attitude and very much remorseful that you've been injected with something that has changed what God gave you, your genetics, and get on your knees and fall on your face and pray, Lord, forgive me. Well, and you really mean it. And you just don't say, forgive me and go forth and continue to sin. Um, I believe the Lord will forgive your spirit and your soul. I'm not so sure that the Lord's going to heal you. Now, with God, God can do anything. God can fix your genetics. He can heal your cancer. He can take away your emphysema. He can make you walk again. I mean, the Lord can do anything. That's his choice. And that's between you and God, whether or not he's going to heal your body. Or maybe he can heal your soul, but you cannot, but you're going to be, but you have to suffer the consequences in your physical body of what you chose. I don't know. It's a messy thing. And, um, but I do believe that there's, 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 um, retribution. There's things that have to be paid because you made the choice. It's one of the things that God gives us is free will, right? And you had the choice of saying, I'm going to get the shot or I'm not. And I had somebody on my podcast the other day. Um, she's a lay minister. She's, um, she described it in a way that I've, I've never heard it described before that I thought was so beautiful. And I told her, I said, I'm going to use that. I'm going to take that and use it. She goes, go for it, Dr. T, go do it. Is that when you are born, when you're, a sperm comes from your dad and an egg comes from your mom, as are half, it's, it's a half a set of chromosomes and a half a set of chromosomes. And they come together to form at that point of conception. And that spark of God comes into the, that makes that conceive and starts to develop into the zygote, into the embryo, which then eventually develops into a baby. That set of genetic material that comes together with that spark of life at conception is you and only you. There isn't another human being in the 7.7 billion people alive on this planet that has that genetic code. That's you. And it came from God at the point of conception. But yet, somehow we bowed our knees to the pharmacia, the sorcerers, to inject a genetic modification technology into our bodies. How do you think God will feel about that? Yeah, I, I don't know. I've been surprised also with the people, church-going people or Christian people who are very open to getting the shot and want to get the shot and think it's the the greatest thing. And then I think, well, how, how does that go along with, you know, some of the teachings you know, in the, in the Bible and what, you know, what you were saying, I think is really good, um, really good points on, you know, if you have, you know, taken it, you know, what can you do? And, you know, only God, you know, knows your, your heart and, you know, we don't know the plans that we have, you know, that are in store for the future. But, you know, I too also think there's hope and, you know, we don't, we don't necessarily have all the answers. Oh, what can you do if you're around somebody who's taken it or, you know, et cetera. But I, you know, I always think there's, you know, God has a way and, 
and I think if people keep doing the best, you know, that they can and, um, you know, God will always, you know, be there and then, you know, bring the people to whatever the next thing he has. Um, so but it's more than just being good, you know, it's, it, and it's more to just, just say, Oh, God will forgive me. Flip, flip. I really believe that this is a higher level. This is more than just saying, Oh, you know, I, I, uh, I looked lustfully on my neighbor today, which is breaking one of the Ten Commandments, right? Or I stole a whatever at the store, which the, the Bible says that one of the Ten Commandments is thou shalt not steal. And going and saying, Lord, I'm really sorry. I stole that $5 product. I'm going to go back and pay for it. I'm really sorry. I need to make compensation for that. I think what you have done in the destruction of the human body is a different level of that. And that's why I say that I personally believe that if people are, are going to seek the Lord's forgiveness for what you have done to your body, it better be pretty remorseful. And perhaps at that point, you need to become one of the um, one of the disciples of going out and trying to prevent other people from doing it. Take down your picture off of your Instagram page or your Facebook page, or go back and repost it and said, "Man, I really messed up my body." And I had to go to the, I had to go to the Lord and ask for deep forgiveness for this. You know, there may be other things that the Lord will put on your heart, not Sherry Tenpenny, not Dr. Mary, but that the Lord will put on your heart of what you need to do about this. And that may be, you know, that's why, you know, one of the places in the Bible where it talks about all things, all things work for glory for them who love the Lord, right? So good and bad. And maybe the bad thing that happened to you was you chose to get this injection and now you're sick and you don't feel good. And people almost, I, I talked to a physician the other night, Dr. Mary out of Pennsylvania. He called me and he was asking me about some questions about ivermectin. And he's a fa- regular conventional MD family practice doc. He said, I'm horrified of what I'm seeing from this shot. He said, I would say in the last three months, um, somewhere between 30 and 40% of every single patient I see is coming to see me with a side effect from these shots. Neurological complications, tremors, they can't speak, they're losing their ability to speak, um, they're having memory loss, they have you know ticks and tremors, they have all these long lists of cardiovascular problems, they're starting to get these autoimmune things. And he said, and, and it hasn't even been that long, what's gonna happen in the fall when this has worked through their bodies a little bit more? So it's 35 to 40%. So that's three or four out of every 10 people he sees in his clinic are there for side effects from getting these shots. So I think that, you know, like I said, the Bible says all things, good and bad things. And maybe, maybe the Lord is going to use this, these, this vileness of these shots to be the greatest revival ever. That's really going to bring people to their knees of saying, what did I do? Lord, forgive me for injecting this stuff into my body, changing my genetics, bowing to the pharmacia, the sorcerers, instead of putting my fears at the foot of the cross. I mean, maybe this is where the Lord, this is, this is going to turn out to be the greatest revival ever. And maybe there will be some sort of mass healing that'll happen. Maybe there'll be a frequency, a, a supplement. There'll be some sort of technology that'll come along that really can repair all of these things for those that have asked for forgiveness. I don't know. We don't know what the future holds. All we know is what I see right now. And I know Scott talks about it. 
Um, the five doctors, there's the five of us, five doctors that talk about this stuff all the time, which is me, Dr. Larry Polevsky, Dr. Lee Merritt, Dr. Carrie Made, and Dr. Christian Northrop. We've kind of collectively formed a group called the five doctors. We talk about this too, from a mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual perspective of what this stuff is doing to the human race. Yeah, I think that's really key to talk about the spiritual element too, because it all affects each other, right? We're we're not just the physical beings, and and to think how that how that relates and and what people can do. So it's almost like, I, I mean, I would say what people can do now. You want to just focus on your health, just like you you always always did, and you named some you know supplements people can talk to their doctor and see what you know, what makes sense? Is this something that we can do and take care of yourself spiritually, take care of your body. And, and I mean, I would, I would say, you know, I don't have any new magical, you know, formula for people, but kind of keep doing those, those things. And I think, you know, being not to sound like trite, but just being positive and optimistic, I think, and taking care of yourself, taking care of your friends, your neighbors. And I mean, that would kind of be what, you know, my kind of simple formula formula would be, um, do you, do you have anything else kind of in into the close, um, that you would want to, um, share with the, with the audience today or the best pay, place for people to, um, find your podcast or the work that you do? Yeah. Um, the, my podcast, I'm really proud of this. I mean, I started it four months ago and I've just topped over yesterday. We went over 500,000 downloads since February. So we're getting good information. I have great guests. I've, you know, people that we talk to and you can find my podcast, which is called The Ten Penny Files. The Ten Penny Files. Um, you can find our educational programs at learningforyou.org, which is all about all the individual vaccines, all the individual COVID courses. Our new site, which is vaxer.com. You can find all those things, and it's to, at one place. If you just go to drtenpenny.com, it's dr no period tenpenny.com. T e n p e n n y. And everything is all linked into one place. So if you just navigate across the, the bar at the top, um, you can find our podcast. You can find our, um, you know, where you can buy my book under shop, under education. We have all of our individual courses that are there. All of our links to all of our social media pages, which are BitChute and Rumble and Gab and our Telegram page. And everything is linked up there because they are all a bunch of stuff. We're pretty busy. We got, we're a big organization and we have a big, group of things that we do. And so it's too hard to try to remember all the individual things, but if you just go to drtenpenny.com, you can find it all there. Perfect. We really appreciate um, your being here and fun and informative to talk with you as always. And thanks for taking time out of your um, busy schedule. appreciate it, Dr. Tenpenny. You're welcome. You're welcome so much. Thank you. Have a blessed day. You too. Thanks.